welcome to Too Young, Too Adult. This is a podcast for young people who are also adults who also follow Jesus. We invite you to come with us as we follow the example of Jesus together. Hey, hey. Hi. Welcome to episode two of Too Young, Too Adult, Best Practice. Today we're talking about dating and singleness mm, and oh <laughs> is this good tom if you're listening is this good if you listen to write the write it fir- in the comments below if, if this is good the comments below <laughs> if you listen to the first episode tom also poured in his coffee so just a little um uh preface for today's episode tom you're a bit unwell yeah, I'm a little bit unwell, a little bit under the weather. Our son Leo's have been a bit sick, yeah. and he's generously passed on the germs. Oh. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> no one else is gonna. It's all good. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at today. But we're gonna record this anyway. Power through it with the power of God and the power of coffee. The power of coffee. Let's take a sip. Oh, that's hot. That's hot coffee. That's hot black coffee. That's great. Great. So, so good. As, as always, thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben Oates, for making me a lovely mm. pour over. Beautiful. So we are talking about dating and singleness. Yeah, and we're talking about singleness and dating. Yeah. And you know what? We all start single, don't we? Yes. We, we all do. start single. When you're born, you're single. You, you are single. And so we thought. Romantically. We thought, hmm, let's start there. In single land. Let's start today with where we all start as single. And, and you so, know, being single, it's not easy. There's there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of pressure. A, a lot, lot of, of pressure. Why are, you ta- why are you talking like you're on a daytime television show? Okay. All right. No. There's a bit of a... All we, good. No, let's keep going. All good. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. A lot of unknowns. And I feel like just in church culture in yep. particular, there's more in we- in Western church Christian culture. Yeah, there's more pressure than probably just the rest of the world. Yeah, because we do see our friends typically get married a bit younger. Yeah, as well. I mean, it's probably a bit better now than it was. Not better, but different now than it was. I feel like when we got married, everyone was like nineteen. Yeah, 20, we, now, I was 21 when, when we got married. So like the global age for getting married is pushing past into the mid-30s and then um, in the church, in our church at least, it's probably more that mid-20s, yeah. mid-early-20s. And so, But there's still a lot there's of pressure still, around seeing I feel other like, people. Like as soon as you get out of school now, it's like there's automatically this like – Plan the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this kind of unspoken pressure of like, okay, like – who is it? Like, got Yeah, to- it's going to be one of these six people who's available at the same yeah. time in the same church as me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you go window shopping. Which is not, Oops. yeah, not realistic. So I guess in that, how do we find contentment in being single if, we've, if we find ourselves in, in a single season? Yeah, it's a good question. Take it away. <laughs> well, we talked about, I guess, part of like our story last week yeah. about your – um, your journey with like, yeah, with being single and, and finding that contentment with God and surrendering those insecurities to him. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more? 
about that? I, I, I'd absolutely love to, to <laughs> be honest. That's awesome. So I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think for me personally. Um, and if you I, didn't li- listen to last, <sighs> sorry, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, then go listen to that first. Yeah, go listen to that first if you want to. Last last episode, we talked about my experience with God in my early 20s where I came to a point of having to really give that – there was a deep desire in me for a relationship and to – and it was around those uncertainties of the future and feeling insecure um, and feeling like a person would feel that, mm. that hope in me for, and that security in me that if I had that right person, that right relationship, mm-hmm. it would make me feel more whole. Yeah. But really it was in that season of coming to God with a wholehearted openness to him, a surrendering heart to him, to give him my desires, to give him my disappointments, to give him all of those expectations around uh, marriage and relationship and dating and all those things that I thought were going to fill me and make me feel whole as I surrendered it to him and allowed him to do a deeper transformative yeah. work in me. Um, and fixed my eyes not on what I thought was the future in the way mm. um, to, to get ahead for myself, but fixed my eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, to the race that's marked out for me yeah. with God. That's where I found this deep sense of peace and contentment yeah. with him, um, where I felt like I still had a desire and dream to be in the in a relationship at some point but it was completely going to be consecrated to god and for and with god um not just me selfishly trying to get my own ambitions achieved yeah and then focus on god it was there was a reordering of the love of my heart mm. i think is what i said last week but um yeah i last, think last episode sorry yeah i think that like yeah in that it's like praying and and going to God with those insecurities can be so powerful um, just to, I guess, help gain control over, give God that control over our life. And yeah, praying out loud what those insecurities are, Mm. um, I think can be really powerful for us and not just kind of keeping those thoughts in our head. Like I remember coming out of high school and I think because of just all of that, the church pressure, I was so convinced that I was not even going to get married until like maybe ever or like there was just no one, there was going to be no one for me and going to God with those insecurities and those worries and those that, that stress um, was really powerful because I, I could yeah, give that over to God. And, you know, in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so, yeah, I think go to God about your anxieties, bring, bring those worries, bring those stresses, bring those doubts and present your requests. Like, yeah. I think you can still go to God and be like, God, I desire this. Like I desire to one day be in a loving, healthy marriage. And so I trust you with that. Um, yeah. And going to him. Yeah. With and, that. I, and I think like bringing it to God, but naming, naming those insecurities, naming yeah. those feelings that you're having, naming those dreams and desires that are healthy or unhealthy and bringing it to God with a heart yeah. of surrender can actually help his power move in and through them and in, and in us. And so yeah. for you, you were saying that you were felt so much pressure around who is even available mm. to date or whatever, but it was as you brought it to God and allowed yeah. him to do a work 
in and through those desires in you that he opened your eyes to see me. What? So sometimes it's not necessarily about like, how is this going to happen? It's more about God doing a work in us to see what's the plan is that's already in front of us. Yeah, so true. Um, Because you couldn't actually see, you were like, where's my like hot surfer guy? I don't know what you were after exactly, (laughs) but it wasn't me. But um, You keep saying hot surfer. I I just, (laughs) I don't know what else. I don't know if you knew exactly what, basically picture any guy from Step Up 2. Step Up (laughs) 2. So. Oh boy. Okay. Step Up 2. That's. um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. I. Yeah, he's not he's not my vibe. But anyway, Zach Efron is your Zach vibe. Efron, High School Troy, Musical, Troy Bolton, Troy Bolton, my vibe. Troy Anyways, Bolton was your vibe, okay. and I was not Troy Bolton. I was mm. Tom Hawks, and that's yeah, not the same thing. But God did a work in you through yeah. you presenting and petitioning with your prayers to Him, where the peace of God could come and transform mm. your heart and mind to see what God was leading you to anyway, yeah. and see your situation differently. Yeah, and um, I think as well, like yes, like go to God, but don't. Like engage with discipleship community, with wise counsel, engage yep. with like good people um, who've got their heads screwed on around you <laughs> and invite them into those thoughts that you're having and be like, oh, like I'm really struggling with this. Um, like I really desire this and like I'm I'm fearing that I'm going to be forever alone. But like, yeah. you know, and bring that to them as and well. Don't, and don't let those thoughts and sometimes those lies live in your head. Yeah, but as so you true. Can, chat to people, even just like friends. I remember some of the most powerful things that helped me was just talking about what I was feeling in my disappointments, in my desires and everything, just chatting to a couple of good friends. Like we would do youth and then go out after and get Maccas or something and just talk about it. Or yeah, it would help to realize like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like yeah. I'm not alone. And this isn't something unnatural for me to feel. Yeah. This is, and like, even like we're trying to figure out, does the girl like me or not? And you can chat about it and, like you can get affirmation or confirmation around what others are totally. saying too. Because sometimes you think, oh, I think this girl's into me and then it's like, oh, no, not even close. Or you think <laughs> that she's just like an absolute, you know, like she's the one and they're like, oh, you know, she's not the one. She's like she's alone. got some major, you know, issues here okay. and there that you're not seeing because you're just like issues. a love blind, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and we all have issues. That's do, such a great point. Yeah, we well do done. all have issues. But I think as well, okay, so you're in a season of being single Take that as an opportunity to deepen your relationship with God. Mm, um, and with others. Yeah. Uh, and just abide in him, like trust yeah. in him um, in that time. And, and you know, you, you shared this scripture last week, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all else will be given to you as well. And so I think that's, yeah, powerful for us that in our season of, of singleness seek first his kingdom and all else will be will be added and then even philippians 4 mm. 12 to 13 that's where we see paul talking about contentment yeah about okay. he, he says i know what it is to be in need and i know what it is to have plenty i have learned the secret of being content mm. in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yeah. And so Paul's, you know, writing from prison in which we're not, this is, we're not in as dire situation as what he was going (laughs) through with like, oh, am I going to date? Like it's an emotional prison. But um, (laughs) in this, he's talking about, I'm, I, I'm content in God as I bring myself to him and allow his strength to fill me, fill my mind, fill my thoughts, fill my 
you know, my everything. Yeah. And he says that I can do all this. I can be content in him because it's God who gives me strength yeah, to totally. be content and to, and to deal with whatever this is, whether it's your emotional sort of stuff, your romantic issues or anything, anything else in that realm. Yeah. Like we can trust and bring it to God and allow his strength to fill us in it. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. All right. So let's get into dating, dating and intentions, intentions and marriage. marriage. <laughs> well, first, yeah, with dating, let's like, yeah, it was a bit lame. Okay. Um, let's start with marriage, I guess, because, you know. You do date before marriage. You date before Typically marriage. Typically don't start with marriage, but, but today we're going to start talking about marriage around the intentions of dating. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I guess just like defining how like how do, how does the Bible define marriage? Yeah. How does it? How does it? Well, in Genesis, <laughs> I love you just throwing it back on me. All good. Um, Genesis 2:24 says, "This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they have become one flesh. And then in Ephesians 5, 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy. And that's a beautiful picture of, I guess, um, yeah, the picture of... What G- a biblical yeah. image of, of marriage is, yeah. is that it's, it's you're leaving your own home and family mm. and then you're joining together with your loved one, significant other, your wife or husband, whoever you are. Mm. I don't know how to use the right words right now about whether you're a guy or a girl, but you're <laughs> dating a woman or a man and you get married so they're your husband or your wife. Yeah. Leaving your family and you're starting your own family. Yeah. Starting your own unit. You're you're one under God. Um, and then the image of marriage in its intention that we see here in Ephesians 5 is that marriage is the relationship of marriage is designed to reflect the relationship between God and his church. Yeah that there is a holy love that we're called to have and grow in us in our marriage. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we're called as husbands especially, like we're called to love our wives like Christ loves the church. Yeah. yeah. And so then why do we date with the intention of marriage as Christians? Why do we date with the intention of marriage? Yeah. Why not? Why, why date without the intention of marriage mm. in the sense of like why date for the sake of dating? I guess yeah. some people say, oh, it's just a bit of fun, but then it's fun for like, it's, it's fun for like five minutes. And then yeah. at the end of that relationship, it, you're just going into intentional heartbreak. Yeah, totally. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, if you're not dating with that intention of like hoping that this would be long-term, like – yeah, you're setting yourself up, you and the other person, for heartbreak that you're then going to have to heal from and work through after that. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and and marriage isn't the end goal. Can we say that as well? Whoa. What do you mean? It's not – I think if, if, if we're single – maybe we should have talked about this in like in, – when we're talking about singleness, but like if we're – if we're going into, you know, finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend and we're thinking, oh, I just need to get married. Like mm. I just need to get married and that is that is the end goal. Oh, that's the thing that's going to fulfil me. Yeah. And make me feel content. Yeah. It's it's not. Ooh. <laughs> it's not. Shock. And it's just another leg of the race that Spoiler. we're in. Spoiler alert. You know. And so. Just another leg of the race. Yeah. 
our spouse's role, your role, yeah. my role, it's not to complete me or to fulfill me and meet my desires, but like you, you're my husband. You're a gift from God to shape me Thanks. more in then you're welcome. More into the image of Christ. So if we have that expectation before marriage that my spouse will complete me, we have it all wrong, right? Yeah, well, I, I think marriage isn't the beginning or the end. It's not the beginning yeah. of your new life or the end of your mm. old life. And then it's like, oh, the end of the race, now I'm married, I can settle. And it's not the beginning of like, now you can start living real. It's like you're the same person the day yeah. after you get married as you yeah. are the day before you get married. Yeah. And so every piece of junk that you have going on inside of you is going to, you're bringing that into Marriage. Your marriage life, yeah. your married life, and and it's 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 almost like God brings a lot of that to the surface mm. in your first years of being married, totally because of the the tensions of living together and the friction between your uh, and strengths and weaknesses. It all out and yeah, and it takes years, and it probably will take years, and God works things out in us and through us. But the, what's important is being open to the journey of transformation together, yeah, with God in your marriage. Yeah. Um, and so, marriage isn't the end goal. No. Of, of dating and it's not the beginning of a new life it's 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 just another leg of the race that yeah. we run and now we're running it together yeah and like marriage is not going to heal our brokenness no no exactly only, only god can do that and and we, we will go into our marriage with insecurities with with baggage that's okay i think it's just about our mindset and intentions behind like what we're doing, that yeah. that person isn't there to fix it all and I can hide under this person yeah. but you, I still have to go to God. Like God is still number one, still his role is to fulfil me and completely and heal my brokenness, uh, not the other this other person. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And if, if you are interested in marriage, maybe you're engaged or you're getting married or you're heading towards that, or you just, maybe you just really want to do some pre-work, uh, mm. go listen to Marriage Grit. It's our church has another podcast with Pastor Jason M called Marriage Grit. Um, and they talk about all the nitty gritty ins and outs of marriage yeah. of how to have a healthy gospel centered marriage. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes and as well as some other resources, some books yeah. around marriage, if you're interested uh, in that. Yeah, so the intention of dating is marriage. Yeah. But marriage is not the end goal of yeah. dating. It's just the direction that we head towards with intentionality. Yeah, totally. And so then what about actual dating? Dating. So let's say let's say that we're single mm-hmm. and we're looking for a, a partner. Okay. What let's what are we looking for? What are we looking for? Should we, we do should we do some some red flags and green flags. Red flags and green flags. This is you've Let's done. You've do done it. a little. You've done a survey of the girlies. Yeah. Um. About. I asked some girlies some questions. Some. Yeah. If they could give me some red and green flags that they look for, uh, when they're on, they've. We can't searching. say some here because we're not going to say all of them. Where yeah, we're just going to say funny, they are funny. Um, we're just going to say some funny ones and. Don't take any personally. This is just for lols, and then we're gonna get we're gonna get into the real stuff a little bit. Oh, we're getting to it, but the, but the first red flag mm. always talks about themselves. Always talks about themselves. Always oh. talks about themselves. You know, never asks you. Any and can questions. we say a red flag isn't necessarily like you're out of the equation forever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like you have got to take that into consideration. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like know? you have some red flags, and I have some red flags. What did you say about me? 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do have to have a look, that red flag right there. I have a lot of red yeah. flags um, and um, you just have so many green flags. It's so Thanks. great. Um, another green flag, which is a bit of a Christian one, but worships God. Worships wholeheartedly, <laughs> green, genu- green flag genuinely. lifts their hands so high in worship. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, red flag. This is your red flag. This is your red flag. I didn't know this was still in the notes. <laughs> Look, red flag, listen, girls, please. Don't take it. Don't take it personally. It's just personal experience. Loves horses. Lo- like love. Like a big love. Like horses are life. Riding horses is my passion. Horses are life. You know, um, what's that? Saddle clubs? Hello world. Oh, banger. They don't, I don't think they know. I don't think oh, Gen Z knows not. saddle club. <gasps> Oh, that was like my childhood. Oh, the drama on that show. Yeah. All right. Green flag. Oh, yep. Can drive. Has their license. Has Has their their license. So that you can be a passenger princess. We love that. Yeah, not the guys. Didn't the girls in the chat also say that when green flag is guys have their manual license, Mm. which I don't know if that's still. Or like a red flag is like they only can drive automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. That's the, we've said the same we've thing. We've said the same thing. Yeah. Different, different ways. All different good. ways. All Fair good. enough. <laughs> um, red flag. Oh, this is two. So this is an attack on both sides. Okay. Red flag, Android user. Oh, major, major red flag. Apologies. Apologies, but, but made. Sorry, but not sorry. Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> but then also the other side, the other side of the equation Uses Apple Music oh, instead so of Spotify. So true. So true. Spotify is superior. Like it is superior. If you're using Apple Music, what or is title? What's going on? Does anyone even remember Title? What? Remember Kanye one? West had his own, and Jay Z, I think, had their own music oh, platform called okay. Title. It didn't go so well. It's all okay, good. Okay, this one, red flag. Yeah. Well, we have this. This they're all red. Where's no, the green? The greens ones? are coming. Okay. The greens are coming. All right, red. Yeah. Always wears a deep, or just wears in general, wears a deep V-neck shirt, T-shirt. For a dude? For a dude. There was a season. There was a season. It was like, it was it. It was you it. Go, you know, after school, you hit the shops, you go to JJ's, you get yourself a deep V. JJ's. You know? JJ's. You've got your sweeping fringe and your skinny jeans. And it was, yeah. a, it was a season. It was so good. Okay. Another red no, flag. Well, no, I don't think we should No, do. not that one. Okay. This, this next one. Mickey. Red flag. <laughs> Keep going. Red flag. Snapchat is their main form of communication. I think that some people, I, I just it think that's just a. That it's a generational thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it it's is. It's a practical thing. Is it is Snapchat practical? No, I think I'm saying it's impractical. It's but I so think impractical. If I, as a 29 year old man, was looking for a, a, a partner and <laughs> they would only Snapchat me, Stop. I'd be like, "Well, I don't know if this is going to work mm. for me in this way." Same with you know what? Another red flag. Boom. Oh, on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, but WhatsApp. What? Don't WhatsApp me. Yeah. Babe, you WhatsApp, you're on red. Oh. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no room for WhatsApp in my life, unfortunately. It's for like pastoral and like prayer group prayer groups, things only, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, don't talk on WhatsApp. Yeah, Unless you're bad. like in a different country, then I think oh, WhatsApp yeah. is like. That's fine, that's, but don't expect me to get back to you real quick on that with yeah. WhatsApp, my bad. I d- my notifications are not on for, for we WhatsApp. Where I message messenger people, is we that are, the way? I think that is the way. Messenger Sometimes or, Instagram DMs, but not my fave. Mm, yeah, not not my fave either. Okay, um, this green. is taking a really good portion of the podcast right now. It is okay. 
Green flags. Let's get into some good ones. Some okay? good ones. Some, some real ones. Some what did, real ones. What have we okay. got here? Offers to buy you food. Oh, offers to buy you food. Or like you're, you're out. That's definitely a girl one for a guy. I don't yeah. know if guys are like wanting the girls no, to buy them food. No, it is more of a girl it's one. A bit weird. It's but us. But like, you know, offers to pay for your coffee or whatever. Yep. Um, interest, this goes both ways. Interested in getting to know you and what you're interested in. Oh, you know what? There's a green flag. Asking questions. Oh, that's a major green flag. Asking good questions, asking questions in general. And that goes against the red flag that we said earlier about the people that always talk about themselves. It's true. Green flag, ask the person questions. Ask the person questions. And And that's how you get to know them as well. Yeah, exactly. But not too much. I remember back in the day, I I don't want to get into this. It's going to take too much time. We used to do, everyone used to play a game. We used to play 20 questions. It was a bit of like a Mm. early teenage, like MSN flirting vibe. Okay. I don't know what MSN is, but. Keep going. GG, all good. It was the goat <laughs> of messaging platforms, to be honest. Mm. Um, MSN Messenger. It but was. It's what it is. So another green flag challenges you. Mm. In like a loving way. In a truth, loving way. Truth in I love, I would say you know? green flag challenges you more like stretches and grows you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think brings you closer to God, you know? Huge. I think in our faith, a, a massive green flag has got to be our partner has to pull us towards God and towards community and towards church, mm. not the other way around. And that's the common trend that you see in relationships in mm. church as well, is that people get married or they get into dating relationships and then they actually end up pulling away from community, pulling away from God, oh, pulling away so from, from church. And then it should be the other way around that you actually want to intentionally in your dating relationships position yourself in community, yeah. in church, serving in church, um, together and separately, whatever, and and then also with God, praying together, reading the Bible together, doing doing some sort of holy thing mm. together where you can We're lead into each the, other. We're getting faith. into the real stuff. I know, my bad. It's well, that's good. We can we can go there. Red flag skinny jeans. <laughs> red red flag skinny jeans. Red flag skinny jeans. Those were some. Those were some red and green funny, flag, funny, funny flags. flags. But we kind of started. Well, getting we, we started getting into the real stuff. Into there the too. real stuff. So, what do we actually look for? Like you've you've already kind of mentioned that that they um, draw you closer to God rather than doing the opposite. Yeah. Um, but do you believe that they love God? You know. Huge. I think that should be the number one thing that you look for. Is do they actually have their own relationship and faith with Jesus? Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, do they read their Bible? Do they pray? Do they they own a Bible? Do they own a Bible? But I I guess, you know what? Put it out there. Some people, they just read the app. They just use the app. GG. Interesting, but. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just love a paper. I love a paper. Love a paper Bible. Love a paper Bible. All right. Tell them what you think. No, but um, the app. I love a paper Bible too, but sometimes people just use the app. It's fine. Mm, yeah, it is fine. Um, they're committed to community. They're committed yes. to being around good people. Yes. Um, and yeah, and do you actually have a common interest with that person? Yes. Yeah, sometimes you get Delulu when you're you get, on the hunt. You get and then Delulu. You, you just think that you guys we love the same things. You don't love that thing. No, you just you like don't. them and you want to like that thing so you can like them more yeah. so they can like you more. Or you look at their physical appearance and you're like, mm, yeah, I want that. But then so you therefore actually get I'll compromise yeah. on so like let's say a girl one. 
is that like, you're like, that guy's so good. So you just trick yourself to believe that you love four wheel driving and that you love cars and- And you love fishing. You're like, oh, I love fishing. It's so fun. But you- You've never been in your life. But even like your personalities just don't actually gel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Or one one party is far more interested than the other. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like a one-sided- Because you could be physically attracted to someone, but then your personalities just don't- mesh well yeah you know and so you you've got you've got to get to know the people that exactly that you're interested in um yeah so do do they do they value the church do Mm. they value church do they value being a part of a church and not just coming every whenever they feel yeah but they they're committed to a church or to your church yeah um and you know what? I'll throw it in there. Do they serve at church? Mm. I think that's a big one. Yeah, totally. Because they're, they're involved, they're engaged. Um, and that's yep. a big sign that, you know, they love the house of God. And like, yep. as you said before, that if if they're not, if they don't value church, they're probably going to, when you do start dating, they're probably going to pull you away from church community um, naturally. Yes. Um, because, you know, the people that you hang around, you become. And wow. so um, you Drop a bum. Drop a bum. You become who who you hang around, and don't so don't drop a bum. No, um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You become the people, and your life will head in the direction of the people that you're hanging mm. with. And even this question: well, Are your calls aligned? Ooh, are your calls aligned? What does that mean? Well, okay. So, say if I have like a full blown missions gift yes and i desperately want to go serve in africa come on for like two or three years yeah or forever yeah well and just travel the world but you don't don't want to do that that. then that might be a tricky it might be a bit of a pickle for your ongoing relationship yeah i actually had that exact scenario um for you personally yeah not with you but with I mentioned, (laughs) yeah, you've never really talked to me about your heart for for Africa and missions, but it could still come. We'll see, but hopefully not. But at this point, but (laughs) GG. My past relationship, I remember um, that the the, my girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh, when I finish school, I hope you know that." Like when when we finish school, babes, don't worry, we're both in school. Nothing (laughs) sucks there. She was like, "I'm going to Africa, and if you want this to work, you got to come to Africa." And Dead in my heart, I was like, I... You're not doing that. Our calls are not aligned here. They're not aligned. I don't want to go to, you know, not my call. Um, yeah. I've been on missions trips. Don't hate me. Don't don't get no. it wrong. I've yeah. been on missions. I've been to India, and the Bali, to other things. this is just one example of like your calls This is one example. It was just funny that you happened to mention that. And it's yeah. something that directly happened to me. Yeah, yeah. so true. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> let's talk about... Well, let's keep going on calls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going on calls because I think we've only touched on one very abstract example. Yeah, yeah. But let's say it's like ministry. Mm. You feel like you've got a call to ministry mm. or a call to be a worship leader or a call to, to be a pastor or to preach or, or something within that realm where there's a clear leadership gift on you uh, to, to lead in the church and to – yeah, shepherd people in the church. But then the person 
that you're interested in or trying to say, make something work with mm. is just not interested in that or not supportive of that or just that just is not anywhere near their call. I think just more like not supportive of that. Yeah, not supportive. Yeah. You don't have to both be pastors because you're pastors or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there definitely needs to be an understanding of the calls as well. Yeah. That that needs to be clear in a relationship that you can both understand where your calls are and what they are. Um, so that you can create some level of alignment and understanding mm. and how they can work together. Does that make sense? Yeah, so true. You just don't want to be like, I'm, I got a heart for worship. I'm going to worship my whole, and I'm just going to force my boyfriend to like love worship too, mm. but he's not really, it's just not his thing. He doesn't want to, you know, be on the band every week or that's just not his call. You don't want to try and yeah. pocket someone into what you think fits just so that you can have what you want. So true. But you need to be able to understanding of each other's calls and then release each other into it together. Does Mm, that make sense? Yeah, so true. And so let's move on from that. Oh, okay. And talk about dating non-Christians. What do we think about that? Yeah, tricky one. Let's go to this verse in 2 Corinthians 6 to 14 to 16. It says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Wow. Mm. Do you want to unpack that a bit? I'd love to. Yeah. I think... What it's talking about is, and you may have heard this in your church or in our church or some format, about having the same foundation for where you are basing your life from. Mm. That a yoke, if if you know what it, it says, don't be, uh, uh, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. What that, what a yoke is, is basically two oxen would plow a field together, and they would wear like this sort of wooden bar with two loops for your neck and Mm. you would put your head through the yoke and you'd be connected to the person next to you, kind of like a three-legged race. And if you can imagine trying to run a three-legged race with someone who's running in a different direction to you or at a different speed or, you know, they're they're trying to do potato sack race while you're trying to do three, it's not going to – it's challenging at the very least. That's not to say that this cannot work ever, but it's just – it's not ideal – um, and we've seen, we've seen situations in our church right now. Like we've got a couples who they've been dating since high school and the guy was Christian girl, not Christian. And then just now after five years, she's made that decision to, yeah. to follow Jesus and to give her heart to God. And that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's worked out beautifully. Yeah. But also a lot of the time it doesn't, you get to this point of your yeah. relationship where you go, well, I don't think we can continue to go further because the basis of our relationship and our worldview is so different that yeah. we're going to head in different directions. And, and it's like there's a tension between in the relationship between, I guess, the foundations of your life, of yeah. what you believe, of what you consider truth and morality and value and all of these different things are going to come to a head at some point. Yeah, and it just makes talking about the, you know, the ba- basically the biggest part of your life or what should be the biggest part of your life um, and everything that you believe in really hard. Um, and so then think about if you're still with that person and you get married and you have kids, then that can become a real tension of how do you raise kids with parents who have two totally different worldviews? Yeah, so- and it's challenging and it's, it can get messy. And it's not that messy is always bad or that challenging is always bad, but yeah. it's just about 
really considering, okay, if I'm dating someone who's not Christian, what is that really going to look like in the long term? Yeah. Not just in the short term pleasure where I'm filling that void or that need for contentment and relationship yeah. in my life. But what is this in the long term going to look like? Um, and then am I believing in faith that they're going to get saved? Am I working? Can we, have you, what do you think about, I don't know if, has, if anyone's actually heard this. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. But I remember in youth, being a youth leader, people would say, oh, flirt to convert. <laughs> flirt to yeah. convert. I remember You just like, that. you lead them along, like you flirt or whatever, and then you don't date until you get them to the point of following Jesus. Convert to flirt. The opposite, you know? Oh, you're saying do the opposite. Do the opposite. Okay, sorry, I thought you were correcting me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that it's, it's a dangerous premise maybe. I think it just, yeah, de- like I think you got to check your heart, check your intentions behind what you're doing. So waiting for the one, the one. The one, fish in the sea. What do we think about soulmates? Well, do we believe that soulmates exist? You know, because often people say, like, you know, oh, he's the one. When you know, you know, and like, you know, all of those things, and he's my soulmate. I don't think it's necessarily incorrect to say, when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you know. Because I think there is a certain point where you can recognize that this can work long term. Yeah. And so when you know, you do know. Yeah. But once true. you've been through the process of dating, getting to know that person, understanding yourself, inviting God into it all, doing it with wise counsel, like yeah. when you know, you know. And when with you, when I knew, I knew. Yeah, exactly. This was it. Exactly. Because there'd already been a wrestle in you with wise counsel, with prayer, with God. And then we yeah. we figured those things out together. I think overall, this concept of soulmates we probably just wouldn't agree with in the sense mm. that there's not necessarily just one person in the world that is waiting for you to do all of the right steps necessary to get to them or for them to get to you where they, the concept of soulmates itself kind of puts the premise that you don't need to work in your relationship as well, mm. that you're meant to be together. That wouldn't, that's just not the case. Otherwise the rate of divorce wouldn't be so high. Mm. Relationship breakdowns wouldn't be so messy and complicated if we're all just missing the wrong person, we're, oh, we just got the wrong person. We should have got some. That's not necessarily what it is, but dating and marriage and relationships takes work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, what, are your, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, like, the reality is is that we're probably compatible oh, yeah. with heaps of people, when, like, when you think about how many people there are in the world. Yeah. Um, and so the thought that, like, this one person out of a billion million trillion people that's like, how many people are on the planet in case you're interested Michaela yeah. <laughs> thinks that there's a billion million trillion, a billion people million on the planet. trillion. like that's not realistic um yeah. and that's probably not accurate uh because you are probably compatible and I think we all have free will and and choice to decide who we are with and if we're willing to put in the work that's it who are you willing to put the work in with yeah there's got to be levels of overlap of compatibility yeah. and call and then there's got to be just that, am I willing to, because that's, that's the thing. When you get married, let's say you date and you get all the way through and you get married, love doesn't carry your marriage. Mm. Love isn't going to get you through to your dying breath in that relationship. Marriage and relationships take work. Yeah. They take deep commitment and love, love for your partner is an internal deep commitment and an external deep commitment um, to that person in that relationship where you're saying, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to compromise. I'm going to change, going to allow God to do a work in and through me and through that person so that we can make this work. Mm. But love is not a feeling that's going to last forever to make you this 
this marriage or this relationship flourish at all times in all seasons. Yeah. Um, it's not just a feeling, but it's a deep sense of commitment to that person um, that you're making with God and with them. Yeah, so true. And so now to kind of like finish up the, on these last two thoughts, if yep. I do like someone or I think I like someone and I'm Ooh. interested in getting to know them, <laughs> what do I do? What do we do? Yeah, good thought. I think. Ooh. Just get to know them. Like get to know them, right? You see someone at church or you're starting to hang out with some people in a group and you're like, mm, I like that person. Like, I, I think, think you I should like- give them a really deep confession of your love immediately. No, that's terrible advice. Um, <laughs> um, get to know them. Um, yes. And, you know, for us. How do, you get, how do you get to know them? By hanging out with them yeah. in Groups. It's not that that's like you have to hang out, in gr- but it's more so that like that's just a comfortable environment. It's it's you got easy. some buffer. Yeah. You got some people you can banter with. You hit a joke, it doesn't land. You got someone else to pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a team sport. And you can see how they interact around other people as yeah, well, exactly. And kind of gauge. And and then other people get to have eyes on the vibes as well. Mm, oh, okay, yeah, true. So for us, it was so much easier because of the foundation of friendship that we had already had. Yeah. Prior to dating, and so we besties. were, ha- yeah, besties. We were hanging out in groups. We were intentional about just hanging out together casually, with no pressure or expectations that this is going to end up to you know being something. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I think get to know them as a friend, and then f- then you'll figure out if you actually even like them as a person. There was still a desire for me for it to be something. We know. Yes. But I was. <laughs> The cackle. <laughs> Audacity. Sorry. But yeah, I yeah. mean like you can still have the desire to work yeah. towards something, but it's just like be okay with yeah. the idea that it might not work out as well. For sure. And as well, talk to someone about it before you're be- yes. before you actually start dating someone, both parties separately. Go and talk. Go get wise counsel. Like go to your pastor, go to your mentor, go to a leader yeah. and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Like, Because they actually might give you some outside perspective that you can't actually see yeah. um, into that situation. Uh, and it might be about them or it might be about you. Yeah, totally. But they like, might say, hey, I actually don't think that you're right ready. or ready to be in a relationship yeah. in that way. Yeah, totally. And um, not that that, yeah, anyway. And just like, yeah, wisdom around how to handle that situation and, and what, yeah, wisdom around how that should look like going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so if I date someone and then it doesn't work out, how do I recover? What do I do? Is it okay <laughs> to break up? It's okay. It's okay. Because you know what? Sometimes mm. you you get to know someone, you think this is going to go well, you get into a dating relationship, it's a new context of relationship where new things come to the surface and you go, oh, actually, this isn't going to work it's out work. the way that we thought. Yeah. And so it's okay to, to date or to, or to even just test the waters or be interested in someone and then go, oh, this isn't working or no. it's not going to work yeah. out. And then as amicably as, amicably as possible, mm. if it's an established relationship, mm. to then break up yeah. um, and again – Wise counts, bring people in. Bring yeah. bring people in where you can explain your situation, your heart, your under and then let people pray for you, let people, you know, help you 
um, get through that together. And I think socially sometimes that can be a bit tricky Mm. when you're dating in the same friend group and you break up and then there's like some weird vibes. Just if you're – can I just call you out? If you're – in a friend out. group and someone breaks up in the friend group and they're both in the friend group, don't alienate. Don't choose a side. Yeah. Don't pick one of them yeah. and say, oh, we won't invite the girl or we won't invite the guy because then we're too worried that it'll be too awkward. No, that's that's way more awkward. That's yeah. so weird. You make, and then you make, it makes it harder for then people to think yeah. about dating or, doing, or getting to know people because they think the possibility of being excommunicated from their yeah. friend group if they break up. Because it will be awkward for a little bit, but you just got to get past that just awkwardness. Just get past it. And it does hurt. It does sting. It emotionally does, you know, hurt to break up, to yeah. think that, you know, this relationship could be it and then it's not. Or mm. um, sometimes it's not as clean. Yeah. And amicable as possible. But we just have to have love for people. Yeah. We have to, if we've broken up, we have to be around people who love us, to be in a loving community, yeah. a discipleship community of, of church and of people. Don't pull away from church and people, mm. but get deeper into it. Yeah, don't isolate and, uh, yourself. Yeah, and then again, surrender it all to God. Yeah. Allow him to do a deeper transformative work in you where he can take that hurt and that pain or that those issues, those things that have come up through that relationship and uh, transform it for something good. And I think the temptation as well with breaking up is to just rebound instantly. Yes. Uh, And so I would try and be super intentional about not doing that. And that's where Um, wise counsel comes in so well too. Yeah. And just like – because I think it just protects your heart. It gives your heart time to heal from that situation and just bring yourself closer to God – yeah, before even opening yourself up to dating again. Yeah, beautiful. Well, cool. that was our chat today Yeah, about dating and singleness. singleness. And next week we are talking about sex, sex. and boundaries. And boundaries. So we're going to give all the practical nitty-gritty around boundaries in relationships as well in terms of how to navigate the tensions of sex in relationships yeah. um, or the desire for sex in relationships and how to do that well and righteous and holy as well as talking about sex, what it is, what it means, what it's for, yeah. all those beautiful things. Love and so God bless you good people. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next, next time. time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and pray that it blesses you. If you want to know more about our young adult community or connect with our church, head to our Instagram or church website. Links are in the show notes. See you next time.